It's the Weekly Wrap with your host, broadcasting legend Bruce Wolf, and his trusty sidekick, comedian Tim Slagle. And now, without further ado, Bruce Wolf. Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the Weekly Wrap. How you doing, Tim? Good. It's a special Lollapalooza edition of the Weekly Wrap, isn't it? Oh, that's right. You know, I saw the WLS, the station that fired me, uh, and has had four people who have been unsuccessful since me, uh, had Steve Cochran on, and they were giving away tickets to Lollapalooza. And they had a tweet about it. And after about 50 minutes or something like that on Twitter, there had been like one person had liked the tweet, and which I figure is probably about the number of people who were going to try to get tickets to Lollapalooza. I mean, the station appeals to, you know, like 55. We're going to give those, we're going to give those tickets to the 89th caller. And then about well, an hour I mean, later, okay, we're going to give it to the uh, 75th call. Right. Okay, we're going to give it to the 50th call. Anybody please take these tickets? Um, I, I just don't understand that marketing, but I guess it doesn't matter. Uh, and I'm just envious. As you do, you look at, do you look at those festival posters and see how, far, see how far you can read down them before you stop recognizing bands? Well, also, you have to remember that the, the type gets smaller and smaller and smaller, so I can't see it anymore. <laughs> That's the problem. Somebody yeah, I think was, the small type says these aren't real bands. We just made these names yeah. up. Somebody sent me something because I keep joking about like the kinetic playground back in the 60s or something. And it's like the doors were there at the same night that the Beatles were there or whatever. It was just, uh-huh. you know. Eric Clapton threw in a Layla. Anyway, so uh, getting to the uh, our raison d'etre, which is, uh, okay, so what happened to our big, uh, our weekly rap thing? Okay, it left. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the screen went blank. That's, that's it went WLS sabotaging us right now. All right, we'll continue on. Anyway, so Liz Cheney uh, got really upset with Senator Tom Cotton, and she tweeted, um, that she had heard uh, Hugh Hewitt, uh, had heard uh, Tom Cotton on Hugh Hewitt's show criticizing the January 6th hearings. And um, she said, here's a tip. Uh, actually watching the hearings before rendering judgment is more consistent with Anglo-American jurisprudence because apparently admitted to not watching any of the hearings. And I, I know what, <laughs> what it's like to be a Tom Cotton because, uh, you know, I don't read it. I intuit everything. Uh, maybe I'll read a tweet. But uh, <laughs> like this one, for example, uh, and I can empathize with him. Uh, but the thing is, is that I bet you he hasn't gotten one fact wrong about what the committee has uh, rendered so far. So it's not no. like he actually. No, here's the here's the thing. That. I do not have to eat a horse manure sandwich to know that I am <laughs> not going to like it. <laughs> I can I can tell you up front that I do not have to sample yeah. that product. I, I actually think there is a little value to the show trial, but. But just a little. Uh, meantime, uh, Josh Kraschauer, who's um, I forgot who he writes for. And anyway, he's been following uh, the cynical Democrats because they're spending, as you well know, it happened in Illinois, where uh, the Democrats spent forty five million dollars to get uh, Bailey as the opponent to Pritzker. And I think 20 million of that was Pritzker's own money. And he uh, Kraschauer says, looks like the Dems are spending money in the Republican primary. Is this in Michigan, I guess? Uh, uh, to, uh, Rep- Representative uh, Peter Meyer's race against a Trump endorsed challenger. And Meyer actually voted. He was one of the 10 House Republicans who voted for Trump's impeachment. So <laughs> they're trying to 
There, so, so how much can the Democrats really believe in what the, uh, the January 6th uh, hearings are, are all about? It was such a blow to the Republic that the Democrats are underwriting the insurrectionists. And David Axelrod must really be proud of all uh, this. Uh, I, I, it, it's just hard to take them seriously. I think, it's the, I think that's their plan. You see, they're going to get all these, uh, all these Trump-supporting candidates in the, in the race, and then what they're going to do is they're going to label them all as insurrectionists and disqualify <laughs> them. And it's the right. Barack Obama method of getting into office. Well, is right. That, I mean, and the Axelrod helped him uh, do that. Yeah, it's by the getting, wipe oh, the slate oh, God method. forbid Blair Hall should have been divorced. And uh, the other guy, Jack Ryan, had sex with his wife somewhere. I, it was terrible. <laughs> In front of people because he wanted, he wanted verification. That My eyes did. were wide shut when I, when I saw that. <laughs> so the big news is that uh, there is no recession, according to the White House, even though there have been two successive quarters of negative growth, which, uh, according to the history definition, uh, historical definition, uh, is a recession, but uh, in the new speak Orwellian world that we live two in, consec two consecutive quarters and a Republican in office. I absolutely, think is, because is the proper it, definition, right? And and every time we've had a recession, a Republican has been in office. So <laughs> that's why they called it a recession. But now they haven't, and they've got some alphabet suit agency that has said that, oh no, we look at other things. It doesn't necessarily have to be two quarters in a row. But no, actually, that one time that they that agency called uh, it a recession was there was only one quarter. So it's not like this is working in, in the favor of the Biden administration. But they did get a boon when Joe Manchin uh, has, has finally caved. And apparently he's there's this, this big bill that they're going to try to get through before the uh, August recess. And maybe uh, Kristen or Kirsten Sinema will will block it. But it's this climate change bill that's going to spend $369 billion over the next 10 years and how that is going. They, they're calling it the anti-inflation bill and not uh, the Build Back Better bill. What, how is this going to stop inflation? Pumping money into the economy. That's what causes inflation. Uh, raising corporate taxes. That causes, you know, the, the, the costs are uh, funneled down on. to the consumer. So I, I they're going to give you a seventy-five thousand dollars subsidy for an electric car. Excuse me. They're going to give you a seventy-five hundred dollars subsidy, or something like that, if you make under seventy-five thousand dollars a year. And how many people who make under seventy-five k a year are going to buy an electric car? But and they're and they're doing that the week that Tesla is telling people, please don't plug in your cars this week. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Plus, they've got the IRS spending uh, eighty billion, uh, spending billion, eighty billion dollars on the IRS to go after you to squeeze more attack stuff. Out yeah, I so, thought this was supposed to stop global warming. You want to turn up the heat? <laughs> Ooh. So, so there you go. And uh, it, it, it's probably, I don't know why they think it's going to do anything. I mean, I, I just, it doesn't, it's, it's let's do something here. It's paying off the Democratic constituents. I, I does, get does anyone that, but they're not the ones that they have to worry about for the blowout. I mean, I guess they want to, to come out for the election, but do they really I, I think it's going to do that? Or is that just, is that just the marketing ploy? I mean, they, they you know, but, it, but it, you, they might as well call it the save the puppies act. No, I, I get it that it's a marketing ploy, but it's a, it's a ploy that's designed to avoid a blowout in November. And I don't see where that happens. Uh, even if this gets through. 
No, I disagree. It, it is designed to get everything they want before, oh, the, blowout before the blowout in November. Mm, all right. All right. I understand that. Can that, any of that be undone? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I love uh, Alanis Morissette. Uh, rain on your wedding day is not irony, but certainly what happened to Lee Zeldin is. So he's uh, running against uh, Kathy Hockle in, in New York uh, for the uh, for the governorship. And he's giving a speech against the uh, bail reform that they have in New York when a guy attacks him with a knife <laughs> or tries to attack him with a knife and the guy <laughs> is let out of jail uh, if he even went in immediately because of the bail system in New York. Now, later he was arrested by the feds because uh-huh. Zeldin well, is a fed. But I, I think, uh, can, can I think actually... Actually, from from what I was in kids sports, that would be called a do over. Uh huh. It's <laughs> right, like right. oh, you have you double missed. jeopardy. Yeah, try again. Try again. No, I mean as far as the knifing is that. Uh, oh right. The, the right. district attorney said, "Ah, oh, almost got him. I'll give you one more chance." There, there was a tweet, and I wish I I had it right now, where somebody had written that he was in a position with an implement to do something. And they just wouldn't say that he was trying to stab <laughs> Zeldin. Okay. Well, I, yeah. Yeah, capable, hey, when we live, capable of uh, capable of knifing. That's what I think. Yes, is uh, or, or you know, a la uh, a person who is capable of being pregnant. I, I guess that's <laughs> that's what we deal with right now. So I guess there's also good news for the Democrats in Illinois because Google is going to relocate to the Thompson Center. Um. You know what? While Citadel is leaving and Boeing is uh, is leaving, so it sounds like Google has confidence in uh, in Chicago. Now, I'm wondering if it just means they're going to transfer the employees they have on Fulton Street. I guess they have two buildings there and just transfer people over there. I I've got to think that there's just going to be an awful lot of people from Winnetka in uh, driving in armored cars down to the Thompson center to go to work <laughs> come 2026. I, I, I'm just, I think it's a perfect fit for Google because every time somebody looked at that building, they say, oh what goodness. is that? Which Unbel is exactly what people ask Google. <laughs> the ugliest building in existence, isn't it? How tall, how tall is it? Because I read an article and it started out by saying that it was 37 stories and halfway down the article it said it was 17 stories. I think this was the <laughs> News 5 article. And it reminded me of that old joke. But if I had the five, which I don't, when could you pay me back? <laughs> right. No, I uh, I actually stood with Governor Jim's, Jim Thompson on the corner uh, of the street across from it while they were building it. And I think it was the day that somebody got killed during the construction and so I was a reporter at the time for a local yokel radio oh. station. So that was, that was kind of neat uh, personal experience. But other than that, who, I mean, who wants to walk into that building? Not when it's raining. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, maybe they'll put a dome on Soldier Field and on the Thompson Center. And uh, make, it was make a tribute to Frank, Frank Lloyd Wright. So they made sure it leaked. There you go. <laughs> All right. Coming up in our uh, next segment, uh, we will be talking about Pat Benatar and telling her go ahead keep singing hippie with your best shot uh, please it, you don't have to take it off the, the charts we love that song pat benatar and you know all a bunch of gun stuff oh again world war three is about to break out but 
we'll just give that its due, which is like about 10 seconds. All that coming up on the weekly wrap. Sing it, Tim. Sing it. Come on with a come on. You don't fight fair. <laughs> That's okay. See if I care. <laughs> All right. Now bring out your gun and start firing. Because <laughs> here's the thing. Pat Benatar, she stopped singing Hit Me With Your Best Shot. You know, it's not like she's got the biggest oeuvre in the world anyway, right? I mean, she's got a, a few songs, but she won't sing it anymore because she says it... it um, I didn't know. I didn't know what that word meant. I thought it meant something else. Exactly. It's a, whether she was capable of uh, a, a person capable of having a baby, uh, a woman. <laughs> what a um, big Uva she's got. Yeah. So, so she uh, she says she's not going to sing it anymore because it's it's too violent. Oh. And uh, it, well, no, it's not violent. It reminds people of guns, and it, it it has nothing to do with guns. It's about it at most fisticuffs. Okay, and, yeah, uh, yeah. and that, would, it, that would be that would be shoot me with your best rod. I yeah. think would be the other yeah. one. And there, there's not a mention, uh, an area, uh, an AR-15 or AK-47 mention in the entire song. So I think she's gone a little overboard uh, on that. Um, but or maybe she just wants to get on the bandwagon of uh, you know, virtue <laughs> signaling. But um, there was a, there was a tweet recently. A, a guy tweeted. And you, you know that I'm loath uh, to uh, reverse the Second Amendment or uh, repeal it. Sure. Uh, but he writes, much is made by proponents of stricter gun control of Europe and Japan, uh, to which I say America is a nation of pilgrims and pioneers, a frontier country, and not a defeated people long occupied by foreign powers. Well, you know, I, yeah, but I mean, the West was one a while ago. <laughs> okay. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Have you been to Arizona lately? <laughs> or San Francisco? Okay. All right. Granted. All right. I guess you're right about that. So, um, me meantime, there's also, did, did you see that Mississippi apparently has uh, decided that teachers can have guns? And I'm surprised they, they weren't able to have them before. But the thing, the thing is, is that isn't it hard enough <laughs> Isn't it hard enough uh, these days to get good teachers that now they got to be proficient in, in using a gun as well? And I, you know, I, you know that picture of the teacher with a gun does not scare me. No, I, no, I, went to, I went to school with nuns. Yeah. Well, speaking of which, I mean, maybe if Sister Mary Elephant had had a gun, <laughs> instead she of a ruler, have had to raise her voice to to the class to get them to shut up. She just fire you know a few rounds into the ceiling and they would have shut up. So. It, it might not be the a bad idea, but um, now there was that that guy in Indiana who did use a gun in the I guess it's the Greenwood Mall, and he he knocked down the crazy yeah. guy with the AR-15, which was great. And this guy didn't even have all that much uh, experience of firing weapons. And I think seriously, the guy the guy's a heck of a shot. Have you seen the shot from like ninety feet? He shot. <laughs> it's just like yeah. 
I mean, yeah. I, I, I've done target and, and practice got, And got eight out of ten. Yeah. I, eight out of ten. I, I haven't been able to. I, I shot a gun once, and it was like from <laughs> five feet away. With the 38, I hit the target like twice. With the 45, I missed it entirely. Yeah. But, yeah. but. Uh, Here's that's me when when i go to the range it's like no nah, save your buddy on the target i just want to i just want to make the bang that's <laughs> i don't care if i <laughs> but i'm were, not going to hit anything anyway right, you know and it was great what he did and he's a hero but three people did die so it you know it just brings us back to the you know the whole thing about the ar-15 which i, I does, still that, does think, that does that three include the include the one that had to i i, I don't know i i, I really was don't. it was it was it two plus the shooter no, I no. I thought I thought that was the. Uh, I don't know. I don't okay. know. But the, here's the thing. I, you know, we keep getting these things, and with school coming back, I, I I'm thinking that it's, it's going to, you know, be a, a very difficult situation for uh, the proponents of this of the Second Amendment, especially re with regard to the AR-15. Uh, it'll be interesting to hear that the, there'll be many many issues between Pritzker and Bailey, but. Um, you know, it, Bailey is trying to attack to the center right now, and if if he's a hardliner on that, it uh, may be difficult for him to get uh, those Chicago suburban women who who have apparently pee whipped him into obeisance. Uh, <laughs> did, you, did you see that he hasn't even mentioned? Uh, was asked the other day about Trump and about censuring Kinzinger, and I'm not talking about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that, that's, uh, I mean, but it, I think I think what we learned what we learned after the Indiana Mall incident is that one concealed carry is worth four hundred Uvalde cops. Oh, sure, no question about it. I mean, you, a, you can't trust simple the police. Math. You can't trust the police. You can't trust the parents of these these shooters. Uh, but that's also an argument for for t for taking away the weapons entirely. And you know, and if you and if I remember right, uh, th those Kenosha riots pretty much stopped the night after Rittenhouse came. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> that was the end of the riot. One man Ooh. stopped the riots. One, <laughs> one, there's some, a boy, a boy. There's a boy in his boy. gun, and he's running around, <laughs> and he's. And it, they thought that maybe he was, you know, he was going to multiply like 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 rabbits, and uh, and there was a whole vigil vigilante crowd. <laughs> out to get the Kenosha rioters. So there's this really uh, interesting article, which I read actually 20 paragraphs of, which is really a long, I mean, the, the article must have been on about 100 paragraphs, but for me to go 20 paragraphs into any article is, is a great accomplishment, but it's by Christine Rosen in Commentary Magazine, and it's about how trauma has become a political tool. Uh, like Simone Biles, uh, the Olympic gymnast, remember, uh, she quit because she was having flashbacks to being sexually mm -hmm. abused and she was applauded for that instead of being called a quitter. Um, sure. And um, th there's this new thing called, I guess it's not that new, but it's called epigenetics, which is um, it's, it sounds like it's, it sounds like a hair removal. Really, yeah, really bad science <laughs> is what it sounds like, but um, it, it's, it stands for the proposition that there can be intergenerational trauma and it's genetic. So it can be passed down like from slave days 
the one of the problems with that is is if you think it through, it's almost an argument for creating a master race, so you can expunge <laughs> those who have the slave mentality. Yeah, but isn't uh, trauma isn't trauma being passed on through genetics? Isn't that Lysenkoism? That, yeah, uh, yes, that, exactly. I think I think that's exactly what it is. It is right. We look at these two puzzle parts and tell us what the puzzle says, Tim. <laughs> I'm just yeah. No, that, I think I think you are. I, I I think that is true. I I didn't get to the 21st paragraph of the story. So uh, <laughs> I probably didn't get right through the that. first, but it's, you know, it's everybody's a victim now. I mean, what, what was Trump all about? It's that white males are victims too. So, huh. so, yeah. so speaking of victims, what happened to the women of Afghanistan? I, I don't, just, I don't whatever happened think. to them. Remember yeah. when we cared about them? Remember, remember when those guys were on the wheels of the airplane and they were when when we were abandoning Afghanistan? I mean, so much has happened since then, but you never hear anybody talk about the women and girls of Afghanistan. I, I just, uh, I, 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 uh, I think. I, I mean, think I assume they're a, all. I think. I think there's been a collective forced amnesia in this country. I think. I think what happened in Afghanistan was so awful that. Uh, um, the, 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 the people just want to forget. And we all, we've all just kind of put it out of our mind. I, I have a line that I've been doing on stage that, uh, that I, I, I don't know what happened either. The Taliban bought a lot of Hunter's paintings or Joe Biden uh, learned how to pull out from Hunter. It, <laughs> just like, I mean, and uh, I don't get you laughed at it, but the audience doesn't laugh at that. They just it goes quiet they, when I do that joke. And I think it's you, I think it really is. There is a national uh, PTSD over well, let me what ask happened. You this, Tim, and this may help your career a little bit. Um, go for laughter and not shaming the audience so that oh, gee, <laughs> I don't want to ever see that Tim again. I mean, it, it, it wasn't a two drink minimum, but I mean, the guy, the guy may be. So I'm gonna, ashamed of myself. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna jot that down right now. No, I, right, think, right, right. I think you might be the reason why. You uh, know, sometimes is... you need an outsider, somebody who is not familiar <laughs> with your oeuvre, uh, your yours and Pat Benatar's. So speaking of well, one one of the problems is is that there are so many thing, other things to think about. I mean, we moved on to Ukraine, and now we're probably gonna have to move on from Ukraine because you know China's threatened to close off trade uh we could be starting something with china pretty soon and iran iran is uh it looks like the nuclear deal is off so they may have nukes soon so i mean oh yeah that nuclear deal was really keeping them away from from, yeah, from building but the, the problem is, is the chickens are coming home to roost so if we've got we've got to fight a war with china fight a war with iran still be shelling out dough to ukraine there isn't going to be a lot of money left for uh, those electric cars. <laughs> that, that Joe Biden wants to subsidize. All I need is a ticket to Switzerland. That's yeah. all I want. I just, it, but nobody wants to talk about that stuff because it's, uh, let's push it down. Let's, uh, you know, yeah, let, yeah bring not, it. <laughs> not my circus, not my monkey pox. But apparently, I mean, if these are, and if we gave up on fighting uh, two front wars. I guess with World War II, but uh, but it was a, the official policy of the United States until 2012 that we would fight them. 
Uh, I, right. I learned uh, listening to the commentary podcast the other day because I, I had totally forgotten. Well, don't about we that. don't we have about six going right now? It, it, it's they don't they don't talk about it much, but we've got you know we're 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 outside we're outside Ukraine whispering in the ears of the of the of the Ukrainians. And don't uh, we, forget we, the aliens that uh, are coming in from Uranus. So uh, <laughs> we I, have troops. We have troops in Somalia. We have yeah, troops in Syria. We have. That's, Where are those aren't you? hot wars yet. They haven't bubbled over. All right. Well, hey, my attention's short. Forget about that. World War Three will come. Coming up, let's talk about drag shows in the suburbs. Bruce Wolf and Tim Slagle on the Weekly Wrap. What do you say to the conservative parents that wouldn't bring their children to an event like this? Why? Here's the thing. I don't think that there is any kind of issue with exposing children to this because especially if you if your child is in the community or you may think they are. I just, I just think that drag is educational. Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. So I guess I'm just a, an old fuddy-duddy, uh, Tim. When I saw a tweet from Channel 7 that said family-friendly drag show uh, attacked, I was isn't that an oxymoron? Uh, family <laughs> friend. The Tribune had a uh, had a, a headline: "A staple in Chicago for years: drag events for kids targeted by far right groups." And I was thinking, I mean, couldn't they have a, a a headline: "A staple in Chicago for years: murder in the ghetto targeted by far right groups"? <laughs> I, I I just I, I did just, not know they were doing family friendly drag shows in Chicago. That is news to me. I, apparently for years they've been doing it and, and uh, you saw that clip there yeah it's a, it's educational because uh kids will learn about two-thirds of the alphabet <laughs> lgbt uh, there you go Q, there you go ia plus <laughs> little addition as well Plus, but, we haven't picked any other ones yet. Yeah, so <laughs> it's just Mark Stein uh, used to have it was the QWERTY, Q W E R T Y, which you know is top of the uh, <laughs> of your uh, keyboard. I it's I, I just and, and they're trying to justify it, saying, "Oh no, uh, there's there's no nudity." I guess Ron DeSantis tried to close well, one down where there was partial nudity in a drag show, but I. I'm wondering, there can't, was there, that can't a, there can't be really because if you have nudity the the drag is off well i mean it, maybe it was a man whose shirt was off i i don't know i didn't go into the details on that but oh. it's not really for kids who was that who was that murderer that uh, that was taking the female hormones that was a, a it was a, a chicago news thing he was in prison and they, they were showing him oh, richard speck spec yeah. yeah yeah maybe that's what it is it was a spec sort of it, it, it's okay for he, he's a man he can take a shirt off in front of kids right oh my <laughs> oh goodness. yeah he's got he's got boobs we have it so does steven tyler well, see that's that's the uh that's what makes you a far-right ideologue a nazi uh that you would compare a drag <laughs> show to the guy who killed eight student nurses okay uh how dare you sir no, there's nothing wrong with drag shows um no i i I, I I just don't get that, but uh, but I'm old now. Let's turn our attention to Matt Gates, who said with a straight face, "Why is it 
and you know that he was trying to be like Seinfeld here. What's the deal <laughs> with, with the women with the least likelihood of getting pregnant that they're the ones most worried about having abortion? Nobody wants to impregnate you if you look like a thumb. And he doubled down on this later. Somebody asked him, do you regret this at all? You know you're going to offend people? He said, no. Uh, so <laughs> the thing is, is if politics is the art of persuasion, you're going to alienate a lot of people by insulting them that way, but I don't think he's trying to persuade anybody. <laughs> I don't think he's going to persuade anyone over anybody, anybody that's already uh, um, against the pro-life uh, movement is, is not going to uh, be persuaded. It's, you know, it's, and, and meanwhile, his constituents are amused. I'm not one of his constituents, but I was amused. I would have. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, it's a thing that people have said, you know, but they usually it's hush hush. You, 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 it's in private. It's not some congressman saying it. You know, I'm thinking somebody like Chappelle could craft something that would make this thought work. Because remember, he did, after all, joke that men shouldn't have to pay child support if they don't have a say on whether the child should exist. <laughs> but uh, right. but Gates comes off, you know, he, it's a little he's a little bit uglier than the homeliest feminazi uh when he when he says that um yeah. even and, know, and it's even, and it's not true either because you know because it's the ugly woman that need the abortions after they get knocked up after last call <laughs> <laughs> i could double down on it too I, i'll tell you i'm seeing i don't know where the venue is for you to be with Matt Gates as your opening act, and you just, <laughs> and, oh no, he's who, definitely headliner. I'm the I'm the warm up. Oh right, right, right. I, I, <laughs> is it Dex Card's Wild Goose? I'm not, I'm not sure. So, uh, are we still talking about climate change? I know we're fighting it now with uh, Joe Manchin and uh, Joe Joe Biden's bill. But uh, remember, they were having this long hot summer in the United Kingdom, and somebody pointed out that the UK's carbon emissions are at the lowest since 1888. Um, and, 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 and if you actually try to do anything about so-called climate change, you're going to just justify making the poor, poor and the rich, more powerful. Did you know, Tim, that you, uh, can actually get a tan from standing in the English rain? Goo -goo -goo -goo. <laughs> uh, I, I, I just did that whole thing just to, just sure? to quote, I am the walrus. No. Uh, speaking of climates or even just the singular climate. They've come up or are coming up with a carbon footprint tracker. Alibaba Group President J. Michael Evans boasts that the World Economic Forum uh, about the development of an individual carbon footprint tracker to monitor what you buy, what you eat and where and how you travel. I can't see that causing any problems. <laughs> whatsoever. Well, for, for, first of all, uh, uh, J. Michael Evans uh, what's he doing working for Alibaba? That's a Chinese uh, corporation, isn't it? There we go. There we go. And how, how what kind of uh, carbon footprint did, did he have to establish to commute back and forth? Uh, for, <laughs> First of China all, and second of all, who do you think wrote that idea? Is that, oh, yeah, we need we need trackers to make sure that we know where you go, what you drive, what you eat. Yeah, we're going to track everything you do, and we're going to give you a, a, a social rating based on your carbon footprint. You know it's the Chinese who are doing that, although why do yeah. they even need that? Because they've already got TikTok, for crying out loud. <laughs> uh, oh, my goodness. No, I, uh, I, I think this is really going to hurt the rich liberals because they're the ones who 
have the biggest carbon footprint. I mean, they're the yeah. ones traveling all over the place, taking the kids to Disney World all the time yeah. and everything like that. The impoverished don't do that. They don't fly yeah. as much. The as only the, the only the CO2, do. the only CO2 emissions from my boat are from the heavy panting as I paddle it. <laughs> but the ultimate and I, I had to give her credit for this. You, you know who Kylie Jenner is? Do you follow the, the Kardashian family tree? Sure. Uh, sure. But she apparently has been criticized because she takes three minute flights. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you don't even have time for the stewardess to say coffee, tea or me. <laughs> she's, she's go, I, and she's, she does it. She justifies it because uh, apparently in L.A., I, you, who wants to fight the traffic there? So she sure. takes a three minute flight. Um, more power to her. I mean, what, you know, what are the billions for? If, if well, how much, you know, I, I would like, I would actually like to see the three minutes in a private jet versus an hour and a half idling in a LA traffic. I, I, I would actually think that there is actually a benefit to having the uh, Kylie Jenner's of the world up in the air. Boy, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I didn't think that went through Tim. I, I think you're probably dead wrong, but it sounds really good. <laughs> sounds really good. All right, let's turn to local politics right here. And uh, or state politics. And uh, so Darren Bailey, and we, we mentioned this before, I, uh, actually, he was uh, he was at Gibson's uh, the other day uh, talking about, quote, uh, uh, meat and potato issues, unquote, which I guess you should do at Gibson's because uh, you can get a good steak there. You know, can, can you do that in a cup voice, Bruce? That's right. Uh, Darren <laughs> Bailey sightseeing meat and potato issues at gibson's thanks for setting that one up for me buddy uh now did you know at the gibson's downtown there's a picture of me dennis rodman and steve Dahl. we once did a, a, a wow. segment together on the radio it's a very small picture just our heads above the doorway we loom over the proceedings like uh dr tj eckelberg from uh the great Gadsby. Uh, yes <laughs> i thought i'd make a literary reference i do have a song about uh Darren Bailey, if I may. Maestro, oh. if you please. Won't you go home, Darren Bailey? Won't you go home? Go back to that hole you crawled out of. You're just Pritzker's patsy. He swallowed you whole and didn't add a notch to his belt. <laughs> now, that didn't rhyme. But is there a rhyme or reason for this campaign? Well, uh, maybe, maybe there is. Because he's down only 10% in one poll with 10% undecided. And as we just mentioned in a prior segment, the guy is tacking to the center, which is a euphemism that he was whipped by Chicago suburban women I, it, because he, it, it's his only way of winning. But he won't censure Adam Kinziger. He won't uh, support that anyway. And he won't answer questions about Trump. And it's actually a smart thing. But I ask you, Tim, if we were going to have a namby-pamby candidate for governor, we could have had Irvin, who had the 50 million bucks from <laughs> Citadel, and now what are we going to do? I mean, we were for Irvin. We were for the namby-pamby guy who could probably get elected. What do we need Bailey imitating Irvin for? I don't know. It's, uh, it's uh, Illinois is in trouble. I but mean, they got Google. They got Google. We got Google. But, I mean, do you, do you, think, that, do you think there's a chance now for Bailey if he uh, ignores all those issues? You know, they ask him in a debate, do you believe the election was stolen? Yes or no? I'm sorry. I'm not going to answer that question. Uh, he won't answer it, which he is should, smart, probably. Apparently, he hasn't hired anyone to tell him how he feels yet. <laughs> I, it's not as if Pritzker is going to now spend $20 million on ads saying, is Darren Bailey really a conservative? I don't think that'll, that could actually work 
for him. Uh, it, it, it might, but I, I actually, I, I think we should have the uh, a, a slogan: Darren Bailey. He talks like a politician. So, and actually, and I would like insane. to see. I would like to see Pritzker starting to finance Irvin on an independent campaign. Just, uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Just some way, him. some way it'll be done. So uh, I, I actually think there's a little bit of hope, for, hope for the guy. But speaking of governors, got to congratulate Rod Blagojevich. Oh, you know, remember last week when AOC pretended to be handcuffed? Blagojevich mm-hmm. tweeted, and this is what Twitter is all about, as far as I'm concerned. At least when I get arrested, I get arrested for real. And you know he. He merited <laughs> making that tweet because he spent years in jail. All right. Bruce Wolf and Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap coming up in the D block. Oh, Samantha B. We hardly knew ye. She gets canceled. It's the weekly wrap. Samantha B. The end of summer is bittersweet. It means saying goodbye to sunny beach days, long summer nights, and steamy nooners with the half-man, half-sea creature who almost took my life, but instead stole my heart. But for Texas and the Supreme Court, the end of this summer has meant saying goodbye to people's f***ing reproductive rights. Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap, and, uh, Woo, that's comedy, huh? Yeah, I... <laughs> that's comedy so funny, you got to spell it with a K. <laughs> right. Uh, well, that's how the, the commies do it, isn't it? <laughs> so, yeah, she, she's been canceled, Samantha B. And uh, I, I, all I ever saw, and I haven't seen this recently, were the promos for the show, but I imagine it's pretty hard to get a lot of mileage on anti-Trump stuff when he's not, you know, the president anymore. Sure. It's it's tough. Plus, there's a surfeit of anti-Trump uh, stuff out there. I mean, you still have Colbert and 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 then the problem is, is these um, comedians, they're now turning on Biden because they got their orders from Chuck Schumer to do that, apparently. So um, finally, uh, finally, yeah, finally. Been, I can't remember the last time a Democrat president got made fun of. I mean, we went through eight years of Obama. <laughs> well, where that, it was, well, he was obsidian as somebody i think there was a, a writer <laughs> producer on on uh on uh saturday night live said he was so smooth and everything. you could not criticize him well no i mean if you looked at him with the blinders that saturday night live did uh yeah. and they tried to do the same thing with joe biden they said there's nothing really funny about him right it's like right wow now that now you got the <laughs> blinders fully over your eyes yeah rather than the sides so um I, I just like to know if uh, this is just idiosyncratic, uh, Tim, or do you do this as well when you're watching TV? I first of all, I like to eat dinner while watching TV. It's a it's a throwback to you know, childhood days with Swanson's TV dinners. And boy, weren't I those... could never I could never stand eating off that aluminum. I always seem to get a little piece way back of my face. A little flat. aluminum. I, the aluminum probably had more <laughs> nutritional value than the chicken, uh, which. <laughs> you know, made the McNuggets look like Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> but it's, um, what I'll do is I'll, I'll, I'll go out and get some food, come back. My wife and I will sit down and I have to have the TV set up so that a show is about to go on, on. Lately, we've been watching um, Arrested Development. I'm watching like two episodes a night. That, that's, mm-hmm. I love them, but that's, that's all I can take a night. And I can't exactly binge. But I won't I don't want to see the recap. I want it to skip the recap. <laughs> and 
I want there to be content while I'm eating. I don't want to be fiddling around with a remote. I've, I don't want to be wasting time eating while we're trying to figure out what is on and how to, how to work the television set. Looking I mean, for are the, you uh, looking, looking for like the remote, or? looking for the remote so you can do the skip, uh, skip intro. Yeah. So I, you, I so don't you. want, I want to be ready for action while I'm eating. It's it, the two uh, at, to, the, at the there's a symbiotic house. relationship between the eating and the watching. At the Slego House, it's the news. That's uh, that's uh, ABC World News tonight. We uh, we we freeze the DVR on David Muir, and it's always funny because he's always making a, a you, you grab him just as he's starting to say so his face is all sure like, sure like that. Um, and that's yeah, it's the same. And, thing. But as far as the eating goes, I mean, is it okay that they're in commercial break or something like that while you're? while you're eating well usually usually content. yeah yeah usually the first couple minutes of the show is just teasers it's uh you know it's it, it, all right it's, so i it's first up of all, next the Evaldi shooting for the month three of for the Evaldi I'm shooting i'm a little taking it back that you actually watch the abc network news really you gotta you gotta you gotta see both biases so that you know who, who's lying and who's like telling the truth all, all my biases filtered through uh national <laughs> review and commentary magazine it's you know i'm like the catholics who are told I, I, correct me if i'm wrong they're told not to actually read the bible because yeah. they won't be able to handle it uh yeah. they have to have it filtered for them by the, that was vatican that was vatican that was vatican one the, the, and they would actually they would actually uh put the put jesus's words in red in the old bibles <laughs> so you knew that you were reading something that you were not uh uh sanctified yeah, anyway. enough to read I can't be trusted with, you know, watching the, uh, you know, NBC or ABC or CBS network news, uh, probably because I'll, I'll throw my TV dinner at the set. And it's, <laughs> oh, I know yeah. they're cheaper now. Do you watch Better Call Saul at all? I do. Okay. So, I mean, did you see it this week? I did not yet. So, okay. Uh, spoiler keep, uh, keep alert. Your, keep your spoilers. No, I, I, uh, I have to leave if you're going to do a spoiler alert. All right. Hold your ears. I don't. Okay. 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 As Better Call Saul draws to a close, all I can say is, I'm so glad we had this time together, Bob Odenkirk. That's all I could say. All right. All right. You come back now, Tim. Okay. <laughs> all hey, right. That's the first time I think anybody in the history of broadcasting or podcasting has successfully pulled off a spoiler alert i uh, that, that was wonderful now have you yeah, watched uh, yeah great yeah and now all uh, all 700 of our fans are going to be very disappointed I mean, if they haven't watched it yet yeah there you go have you um have you seen american vandal i have not is I okay this good. is a 2017 see i feel like i've discovered it because it's from 2017 huh but it's uh, we watched the first season, which is from 2017, and then we watched the se second season, which is basically a variation on a theme. It's really a pretty hysterical mockumentary. Uh, it's a lot of insights into high school life as it is now, yeah. and, uh, and and it basically shows you how no one can be trusted, including the people who say that no one can be trusted. But the plot for the first one is it's about um, a, somebody. Uh, commits an act of vandalism in the teacher's parking lot. He, he draws um, penises on each of the 27 cars in the teacher's parking oh. lot. And it, it, it's a whodunit. And it sounds sophomoric. Uh, and it is to that extent. But <laughs> they treat it like it's as it's like it's dragnet uh, and it's a serious mystery. And <laughs> you're trying to and, and it gets into the 
the psychological profiles of all these kids and the oh, administrators fun. and how everybody lies. And it's very, it's, it's just so well done and it's laugh out loud as well. Um, the second isn't, season, isn't it what, kind of redundant though, to call a, a, a TV comedy, a mockumentary, cause they all do that style now ever since right, the office. Right. Right. They're, they're yeah, all very a modern much. family. They're all, they yeah. all do that mockumentary style. No, I mean, it, it's, it, everything's a variation on Spinal Tap, I guess. So, um, <laughs> but the, the second season then is where um, somebody uh, causes, uh, spikes the lemonade in the school cafeteria uh, with some sort of laxative and everybody at, at this sure. posh uh, private sure. school uh, winds up uh, relieving themselves on the floor. And then there are a series of other pranks as well. And uh, it goes on from there. Uh, you only have to watch one of the seasons, but that, that one was uh, done well too. And I, I just like, um, you know, the mystery of it, the, the, sure. the comedy and, and the psychological profiles and considering it, uh, that, as I mentioned to you before, that I never read anything past 20 paragraphs, uh, that's literature for me. <laughs> so I'm sorry about that. So did you see uh, the story about uh, a, the family dollar has recalled, uh, made, had a recall that affects over 400 products because of improper storage uh, temperature problems. And I'm thinking to myself, myself, okay, well, this per particular self of mine, that, uh, hey, it's the family dollar. Do you expect toothpaste with caps on it? Uh, I mean, <laughs> come on. I that's, really, a, that's a buck 50. That's 50 a cents extra much for if you want the, for there. You want the cap? <laughs> Do you know what I've noticed about the, the, the family dollar is that they smell exactly like the dime stores of my childhood. Really? I have no idea what they're selling. Well, they have selling that in, in a them. can. You know, they... they <laughs> childhood stores in a can oh yeah and it's you know it, and originally you know it was a five and dime which means everything was five cents or ten cents and even though the yeah. prices went up slightly they still called it the dime store and then you know it became the dollar so it's gonna have to be the five dollar store in a couple of years but uh for some reason it has the same smell as a and dime it sounds store. like you probably can get vintage toothpaste from your <laughs> from your youth that they're repackaging but that's uh, what I think days. every time I, every time I go through there, I see like bread and potato chips and I just think it's all going to taste like the dime store. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So turning to sports, <laughs> the bears will wear orange helmets in uh, week six at home again on Thursday night football against the yeah. commanders. And again, in week eight on the road in Dallas. So I'm thinking uh, they're going to look like traffic cones to Zeke <laughs> Elliott when he's running uh, around them and through them in the Dallas game or, 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 or Christmas at my grandparents' house. Oh, all orange. Huh? No, oh, that, well, that's what, that's all my parents got for Christmas is what they tell me. They just got, Oh, oranges. okay. <laughs> okay. So I'm just, so, uh, meanwhile, Mayor Lightfoot has proposed a $2.2 billion plan to entice uh, the Bears to stay. Um, the Daily Wire had a very... I like the Daily Wire. Wait, wait. Did, did you just say $2.2 billion? Yeah, it's, it's nothing. Mere bag of shells. It's it's the dollar store times $2.2 billion. What, what, oh, what my gosh. You, you could get a good team for $2.2 oh, billion. Oh, I see. Right. <laughs> no, these NFL teams are very expensive. Um, but the Daily Wire... Um, has this whole story that the bears are leaving the Arlington Heights and they don't directly say this, but they uh, imply that it's because of the crime in Chicago. And, you know, look, I, I, I love the daily wire, but um, 
the bear, if the bears are leaving because of a, a crime problem, it, it's only because the architecture of Soldier Field is a crime against humanity. But other than that, it's not. That's not the reason that. Oh, you think it's leaving. ugly now? Wait till Lightfoot puts a dome over it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. How about Lightfoot should put the ultimate sweetener on 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 the. Uh, uh, on the stadium, he should, she should just agree to change the name of the town to Winnetka. I mean, that's, you know, <laughs> that's what I would do. Um, but South you know, Winnetka. she, she, uh, <laughs> she's also said that she wants to have another NFL team at, to rival the bears. And, you know, mayor Daly did the same thing. So meet the new boss, same yeah. as uh, the original boss, Richard J. Daly. Hey, Tim, it's been a blast. Oh man. Always the fun. weekly wrap. And that's the weekly wrap on radio and television. Follow Bruce at Bruce Wolf Shy on Twitter and Tim at TimSlagle.com. The weekly wrap with Bruce Wolf, a CP Pods production. Copyright 2022.